The following program is paid for by the Hawkeye Huddle. Brought to you by Angie Lancaster Remax, GMIG's Fifth Street Pub, and AMPM Plumbing. Now, live from GMIG's Fifth Street Pub in Valley Junction, this is the Hawkeye Huddle with your hosts, David Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge. And hello again, everybody. Welcome to the Hawkeye Huddle here on 1350 ESPN Des Moines and 102.1 FM. I, I know I get that backwards, but it's the same. Hey, you got it's it. We got it, got, it right. got it in there right. We got it in there and uh, we're here at G-Mix Pub for the next hour to talk uh, all things in the world of the Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, probably some gnashing of teeth this week, which will be a little gnashing bit of fun. Of and uh, we've got a lot to talk about, a lot to break down as Iowa uh, had a tough, a tough game on Saturday, the way that things went down uh, with Minnesota Golden Gophers. We'll get into that. they got a bye week, so we have nothing to preview there. But we can talk a little bit about uh, basketball that's coming up. As well, Tom Kakert will join us here from HawkeyeReport.com in the uh, second segment as well. Maybe talk to him a little hoops uh, as uh, we get through things. So we're driving to Iowa City the other day. Okay, uh, wait, wait a second. You said, well. Last week all started. We have to apologize to our faithful listeners. We had a technical glitch in a podcast and get down. Didn't get up, right. It got, so it, so it, things it blew started, up. Yes. and it did not work properly, so the podcast wasn't up. So that was problem one. Problem two, I did not go out of town the same way I usually do because I forgot my chew and had to go to You did. Gas you you went the wrong way. I went I, the wrong way. Three. Plus, uh, Andrew and I drove separately. Right. Right and to so, your house. Right, which that's that's That, that happens normal. from it, but it's, it's, it's a little different. And... But and did, no, but and right. But you, you did. You drove the wrong way out of town. Was part of the problem. No question. But as we're driving, I think we were probably at Mitchellville when I said, "So this is. I'm worried about this. This you is a trap it game." Trap game. And you looked at me and said, "I woke up at four o'clock this morning in a cold sweat, dreaming that we we had lost." That's true. And I don't recall the dream, but I don't. I can assure you, it was not twelve to ten. <laughs> <laughs> and I can assure you there was no officials involved. It was just poor play. Well, I, I, I think one can make cases in a lot of directions on that as we talk about this. So Iowa goes down 12 to 10 to Minnesota. Uh, they lose it on their home field. Um, it, much the same as a couple of years ago after getting the big win against Penn State. They laid an egg against Purdue the next week. You get the big win against Wisconsin. You lay the egg this, this week against Minnesota. And I'll even go back. Uh, somebody mentioned this. If uh, somebody I have to else. hear this story one more time. Well, it's true. I 1981. Know it's true. Hayden Fry had finally turned the program around. They're five and one. They go. They went on the road. They won at Michigan against Bo Beckler, Anthony Carter. I don't know. Butch Wolfolk was he the running back back then? I don't remember. And they went into to Ann Arbor, won nine to six. Right, three field goals, nine to seven. Three field goals. They uh, versus a touchdown. Tom they won. Nickel. Tommy Nickel. That's right. Uh, and they came home the next week, the very next week, and lost to Minnesota 12-10 to on four Chip Low Miller field goals on national television on ABC television. Same type game. Could not move the ball, could not uh, get anything done, uh, and they ended up losing the trap game back in 1981. Ended up in the Rose Bowl, which was great, but this is what we were looking at on Saturday and what we didn't see, though, I thought, was I, Iowa came out of the locker room. The scripted plays were good. We said that, and then, and then we all looked at each other and went, I wonder what comes next, now, and it was nothing. Now what? And 
and it needs to be said, and I, I was gonna write down a diatribe and I thought I'm not gonna do that. I was gonna say something and I'm not gonna do that. So what needs to be said is that this offense is beyond broken. I compared it, I think, in the way home to my old car that I took in one time. They said, you need uh, $1,500 worth of service done on it. I'm like, the car is not worth $1,500. Well, they would turn it in, we'll give you $1,500 for it, and you buy a new one. And I went, okay. So I got myself a new car. The Iowa offense isn't worth $1,500. It's not worth $500. I don't think you could get any Power Five conference to pay Brian Ferentz five freaking dollars to to coach the water bottle gang right now, and it's not just Brian; it's Kirk. This is on it's on both of them. Kirk decided to hire his, his son, make him an offensive coordinator, make him a quarterbacks coach, in spite of the fact he played center in high school and in college for his dad. I'm not certain what he ever learned at Bill Belichick, and I can assure you what he didn't learn. He never learned how to call plays under pressure. He never learned how to make an adjustment in his life. He doesn't know how to communicate with his team because in timeouts, he sits on the freaking bench by himself, alone with his thoughts, and his quarterbacks are over there talking to each other going, I don't know why I can't throw the ball. Maybe it's because I suck. I just am glad that it's you this time. <laughs> I'm sorry. You said I, you said no. the other day you were you were considering not investing in season so, tickets so this because, was, because I, right. of the offense. I forgot, and we were talking about it on the way home. This I actually did this. I remember after the the Wisconsin, the uh, Nebraska loss last year, after the Nebraska loss last year, where which cost Iowa a chance to go to the Big Ten championship game, and which was brutal, uh, absolutely horrible offensive performance, just absolutely terrible. I called the athletic department and said, if I pause my tickets, if I don't get season tickets this year, do I lose my priority? Yep. Because, and they're like, yep. And I'm like, okay. So then I said, okay, I have to think about this. Now, then, Keg, then the Cade Mac McNamara, then the Eric All, then the transfers started showing up, and I started thinking, okay, maybe and maybe and maybe. So I got excited again, and we got back into this, and I just kind of forgot about it. But I literally... Having my, I started season tickets. My first year was 1978, 79, 1979. Hate you weren't paying for them then. Yes, I was. Sixty dollars. I had to pay ten dollars a piece. I mowed lawns to to earn my. Your $60. dad made you pay. Yep. Yep. Ten dollars. R.I.P. Ten dollars. Ten dollars a game. Anyway, um, yeah, times that, have changed. I, I right, I know. And the, and, the and, intern and the intern sitting here who's never paid for a ticket in his life. <laughs> he paid for a, a student ticket, didn't he? Oh no. Oh, that's right. It was just on the U bill. No, no it's just on the U bill. Just showed up on my anyway. Um, three history books, Andrew. Why do you need three? So I can take back two and get some money, <laughs> get some extra cash. So. Uh, uh, honestly, I've had tickets that long, and I was considering not going because I was so frustrated, right, with the with what I saw on the field, what I saw have seen so far, and then what we finally saw again the other day was it has gotten to the point where I'm back there again. I, I don't even want to go. Brett, right, we had a good time. We have a good time going and hanging out, but what, why are we there if we're not trying to win the football game? Why are and you're not why are why are we there spending? Let's say between the two of us, let's just call it all in six hundred bucks a weekend. With our tickets, 
Parking. Parking, the gas, food, gas. food the whole nine yards. Let's just call let's just say it's that well, much. Four, four tickets is easily that's three hundred bucks right there. Plus uh, so our, the donations, our, our parking our donations are parking. Yes, six hundred bucks a week. Just yeah. call it six hundred. Six hundred bucks a weekend times seven. That's four four grand that you and I are are in to go for the football games. This problem isn't just the offense. It's the fact that Brian Ferentz and Kirk Ferentz cannot identify what a quality Power Five quarterback may look well, like. And on top of that, they can't may use them. Look like Deacon Hill wouldn't start for Valley High School. No, he'd be maybe second string at Roosevelt. Yes, and they're not even in the playoffs. He's not. He's just not good. I mean, he's, he's just bad. Thirty-seven percent. Six turnovers in the two and a half games that he's been involved mm -hmm. in. We watched Joey Lavis have no turnovers, I think. Did he have one? No, but he didn't have any turnovers. He didn't want to throw the ball a whole lot, but he didn't have any turnovers. But I, We I, only had one offensive touchdown in the, in the bowl game, right? I don't right? care. Right. Okay. 50% pass completion is better than 37. No turnovers is better than six. Mm -hmm. Okay. What's the, what's the upside? You know what the upside is? We got somebody else to yell out and, yep. and, and scream at and hope for and pray for. And try. And cheer Just for. Just try. Okay, look, and I want Deacon Hill to be good. He can't be. He's got physical limitations that aren't going to allow him. He's too fat, he can't run, and he throws the ball at 105 miles an hour, even though it requires a 75-mile-an-hour changeup. Right. If a dude is coming at him, they the try to run The receivers are catches the ball's coming in too they, hot. They, had, they tried to run a slant the other day to uh, to Anderson. He can't, it wasn't really a slant. It was a little I bit more of a dive I think all receivers are dyslexic. They, but by the time they the ball got... like this, and they're going like right, that. The ball got to him before he even looked up. Uh, we're, we've got the... <laughs> we're making, but, I don't So, uh, Ari Walker... So, Isn't there's a couple the of great... There's great articles out there that you can read that are not just us. One of them, Ari Wasserman, who is uh, on The Athletic, but also writes for USA Today, and apparently attends a number of games at Kinnick every year. Uh, his is headline, he on the Michigan coaching staff? No. His headline today was, what Kirk Ferentz is doing is not cute, it's disgusting. And then he wrote, it's not fair to the Iowa fans. He said it's disgusting what he's doing to the Iowa fans. And he's like, I love Iowa fans. And he wrote into this article about how he goes, he talks to us. We're hardworking people. We spend, he said exactly what he said. We spend hundreds of dollars a week to go. And Kirk Ferentz is, is, ruin, is laughing at that by not doing anything but what he, by, by what he's doing other than being a, a, a nepoti nepotism, nepotistic. He's being an arrogant bastard he's is being, what he's being. And he's being, an, right. At this point, the man, this man, I've, I've loved this man because uh, he's so nice. He's so good, and he is. He's been so. He stood for so many good things. He's standing for a national joke right now. And the Athletic wrote it. Scott Docterman then put in there, and he wrote his article. Love the way he put this. Winning ugly is not a recipe. What, let me write this. Let me read this exactly right. It's winning ugly is not a strategy uh, for progress. Right? It's winning ugly doesn't mean you're going to get better down the road. And we've been winning ugly, and Kirk has embraced winning ugly to the point now that it's a national joke. And even um, uh, uh, Stuart Mandel, in his thing, he said, finally, this has come back to bite them. This now is a joke. We were trying to get to 25 points a game. We're at 19 points a game. This is a national joke. And here, so here's the bottom line. Well, uh, you and, and me, and, no, no, are you ready? We have, go on. Are you 
Well, Brian's clearly got to go, but if that mean Kirk, means Kirk goes, then Kirk I'm, goes. Then Kirk goes. And, and, I, and, and I, I don't I think it's taken a long time to get you there. I had this sentiment off and on over the years where I thought he was stubborn. I remember you looking at me in 2014. Do you think we should go somewhere, another direction? And I said, I'm going to give him the opportunity to get his new building, which is what he wanted, right? He wanted his new practice facility, well, and, and in it 2015, turned it around. Right, and, and, and they turned it around. And, and, but and now they, it's just getting worse. The, pro the problem is, is that Kirk justifies all of this based on only one criteria, and that's wins and losses. There is no enthusiasm, and there's no enjoyment, and there's no fun in going to an Iowa football game. It is three hours and 18 minutes of, of agony. absolute, it's not even ang agony, it's yeah. anxiety, and it is it's this, this anxious knot in your gut as you sit there and try and scream and yell and, and, and will wish the team and to will victory. them. Yes. And then when you have a moment like Cooper Jean did, which happened essentially right in front of us, we had such a perfect angle for it, and he makes something magical happen because he's the best player on your football team by, I don't know, tenfold. Tenfold. And we decide that we can't give him the freaking football on offense. Right. And Utah, Utah. They run their guy six Kevin times two, a game. Yeah. Their starting safety is now their leading rusher yes. in two and a half games. Yes. Because okay. they decided. Utah's yes. a top 10 football team, top right. 15 football yeah. team. But we're afraid that Cooper might We don't might want Cooper disrupt. to get hurt. We, we, no, no. And it's, we don't want to disrupt the good things we're doing on defense. You know what we're not doing? We're, we're not, not scoring, scoring on defense. We're not scoring on defense. We're not scoring on offense either. Um, good Lord. We're not scoring at prom <laughs> with Catholic girls. It's, re it's well, ridiculous. Well, come on. Uh, <laughs> it's horrible. 12 yards in the second half for Iowa with 12? Deacon Hill at the court. 12 yards. They had negative two in the going into the fourth quarter. They got a couple of first downs in that fourth quarter. Um, we have not uh, noticed. Uh, I, I, I think we should be credited for with the fact that we're really, our diatribes here are against Kirk Ferentz and the coaching staff and not on the officials. Let's get to that real quick before we take our first break, which is this. That rule was inappropriately applied. There you go. And that's it. It's a rule. It's there, it's in the rule book, and it was inappropriately applied. And the half-hour press conference that the, or a conference that the Big Ten did with Minnesota and Iowa officials yesterday did nothing but reinforce the fact that the rule book says that a fair catch is reviewable. It does not say a, a, uh, an invalid fair catch is reviewable. It says a fair catch is reviewable. It does not say a invalid. There's a, there's a distinction there, first of all. Second of all, the rule book does say that if your fingers are pointing, that's legal. That's, that's legal. Um, also, it also clearly lays out that you have to make a call for a call to be reviewed. Calls that are not made. So in other words, I, they, it specifically calls out the only call in the rule book that you can make off of a replay. The only. This is Ron Coomer and Central Iowa's home for Chicago Cubs is 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. Are we back uh, with and you, Peter? I, we think so. We're back here on the Hawkeye Hill, Brett Ridge, Shave Curtain Jr. here at G-Mix. We understand we were knocked off the air in at the middle of... 5.15. So you missed maybe the last two minutes of our... And we had some... That's fine. We were going... We were cooking. <laughs> I hope you but got let, the first 14. Yes, minutes. certainly about Kirk. So let's just kind of rehash real quickly where we were in that discussion about 
was that a valid thing that you can review that call? Let's ask Tom. Well, because I, uh, I, I would agree. Let me throw out the premise where we were, which was that it, you can review. There's one thing in the rule book that you can call if there's been no call made. There's only and one that's thing target. that's targeting. Which happened that on the you, you cannot call holding. You cannot call a block in the back. You cannot call a guy for stepping out of bounds. Tripping. Huh? You can't call tripping? Unsportsmanlike conduct. Um, you can't call for the clock, or the play clock running out before a play. right? You can't call anything other than targeting if a flag was not thrown or a call was not made in the game. And in this case, no call was made, so no review. Now, the Big Ten tried to go into this and explain how there should be, but they were clearly wrong just covering their in. Hi, Tom Caker of HawkeyeReport.com. Uh, we actually spent most of the first uh, 10, 15 minutes here talking about Kirk and Brian. Uh, I think uh, the, the, there's been some national media that have, have done a good job this week of breaking down just where we're at. And I think your emotions actually have finally, are finally getting there as well with all of us that, that this can't continue, Tom. It just can't continue. And that, that's... Making that makes us all say things that make us very sad about Kirk Ferentz. Well, it's gonna, you know, this would have been the moment if they were going to make any change that they would make it if they were going to do anything this year. So they're going to ride it out. Um, you know, I, it, it's what I've said for a while though. I, I don't expect Brian to return. I don't think that's any surprise. Um, you know, it just it, it's. I mean, Brian hasn't been dealt a great hand either, but it's been beyond that because the offense has been bad this year, um, coming off of last year. And it's just, it's challenging right now because you're down your best quarterback, really your only good quarterback. You're, that, that's your ready only quarterback, apparently. Interestingly, you didn't recruit him. We don't know if, interestingly, don't know if they Lane didn't recruit be, him. Be able to go, but. Um, and then you lose your two best receivers, and that just—I mean—that's—that's that's it. I mean, they just—they're—they're they're cooked offensively. And the thing I've said is, why not just try something different? I—I I don't know that Joe Labus is the answer. Um, you know, I know people keep telling me, "Oh, we'll put in Labus. He did great in the bowl game. Yeah, he did okay in the bowl game." You know, they didn't. They didn't give him a lot to do in the bowl game. I, I would admit that. But no, and he so you're telling two, me, so he's two, healthy. He, he is two, healthy, though, right? Yeah, he's healthy, he had right? Two, he had two NFL tight ends on the on the field with him too. Yeah, Agreed, agreed. But but he's not going to be. I mean, Deacon Hills turned the ball over seven times in two and a half games, right? Yeah, I mean, this is. Was, we're not going to change our offense, and we're not going to change our. Quarterback. The definition that, of insanity is doing is. the same thing. Oh, right. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and, and expecting a different result. Right? right. Maybe they are insane. I I don't think he is insane, and I don't care what no. happens in practice. The, between the three of us, we've probably watched somewhere in the neighborhood of ten thousand football games in our lifetime. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that's a fair fact. I think we can tell when one guy is potentially able or good or has some upside, and we can tell when somebody doesn't. Unfortunately, Deacon Hill doesn't have much of an upside unless he would be 
never pressured, and allowed to just throw the ball 80 yards. If there was an 80-yard football contest, I'd take him. Okay? He's not a quarterback. He hasn't played quarterback in five years, and we're thrown into Kinnick Stadium. We're expecting him to be close to McNamara. I understand, Tom, and and we have you here for your insight, not ours. (laughs) He's he's okay if if he's not um, turned the ball over. I think he'll be okay. He'd be confident, but um, he's turned the ball over. They can't survive that. I mean, the defense... I mean, it's incredible to me that the defense has not given up a touchdown in, two, in the last two games, and they're one and one. That's incredible. The, the heart, the heart on that defense is staggering, right? That they don't give up at all. And I, you think back to, to uh, Hayden's last year, Tom. I, I remember going up to Minnesota, and uh, you know oh, that yeah. team had been through the ringer, right? And they played a fairly close first half with Minnesota. And the defense literally gave up. You just watched in the second half. They finally just gave up. Like, yep. they weren't running. They weren't trying. And, and it was the first time I had seen that really just play out that way. This defense is not giving up. Now, they're still in all these games, and they're still playing for a Big Ten, uh, a chance to go to Indianapolis. And that, that team in, with Hayden was not. But this team was, boy, this defense just plays so ridiculously hard. Making tackle after tackle at the you know at the at the uh, line to gain right, it's just it's just amazing. So Tom, let me ask you a question. So Indiana uh-huh. or not Indiana? Excuse me. Arkansas fires Dan Enos. Dan Enos, uh, who is um, Sam Pittman's best friend or one of his best friends. Right. So he fires his best friend, um, and Kirk isn't going to fire his son, which, and honestly, I don't know that Kirk. I don't could know fire what, his son. Good point. Beth might have to, right? Beth could Probably. go in there and fire him today if she wanted to. I'm assuming. But, but there's no one in that in that football facility who, who's ever called plays in a game. Well, in, including there Brian. is. There is actually. Who's there's that? John Budmeyer. John Budmeyer, who is the special assistant to Kirk Ferentz. If they got if Brian Brian was. Uh, um, taken out of the OC position, taken out as an assistant, relieved of his duties. They could elevate Bud Meyer to OC slash quarterback coach, and he could call the plays. He's called plays. He called plays uh, a couple years ago at Colorado State. So he has this capacity. Well, yep. do you? So Ed Ed Podolak said something um, insightful, which is. God, God, God love him. It doesn't happen very often anymore. But on the way home the other night, um, we were listening, and, and uh, he was talking about, you know, Kirk's got so much goodwill built up with so many high-level donors uh-huh. that nothing can touch him. Now, is that the is that the case? I mean, we're well, literally talking about it. He, he is no one is untouchable. It's just you want to pay the price. So what? Uh, it's, a, it's a good. It's a good. It, it, Tom's right. It's a good question. How many? What is it? Sixty million now? Mill now? Is that yeah, what? It's, I mean, it's, what's it's his good buyout? Chunk of change. It's a good yeah. chunk of okay. change. Thank you, is, Gary. Is Nebraska still paying uh, Bo Pelini? Oh, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. They're probably I'm sure paying they're all pay, of their. Yeah. Sure they're paying yeah. Frosty. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. they're still paying Frosty and 
Oh, Ellen yes. may be playing Bill Callahan still for all well, I that's know. That's who I was thinking. I, could, I, could, I couldn't remember his name, the guy they got from the NFL. Thank you. <laughs> well, Tom, it begs the question. I mean, I, God, you don't want to talk about this, but at the same time, look, if this is going to be a if, – if you make him – if Kirk says if he goes, I go – I'm at this point, dude. I, this boat is this, big enough for this, two. This ship is sailing. I, you, I, I don't I hate to think, do it. But I don't. I don't. I don't think Kirk is in that mode. At least I know he wasn't when. I think Gary was probably considering it when he was doing the the, the evaluation and doing this new contract. I, I think he got an indication that Kirk was not going to jump over, jump off the bridge if Ryan was deposed, I guess, for lack of a better word. Right. He was sent okay. packing. If Brian, if Brian had been let go, I don't think Kirk was going to quit. Then something need. Then, then here's the thing. So here, what we are we week, waiting for? What, what are we waiting for? Because it, 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 it literally. I, I don't know if you saw the uh, Washerman article on on the Athletic today. Tom, I did. Uh, I I thought it was. I thought it was. Kind of childish by Ari to write that article uh, in the t- tone that he did. That may have been, but at the same time, I think it, it, at some point in time, somebody, particularly somebody who's not as quite as close to the program as some of the other media members, maybe, and some of us, uh, speaking truth to power, and maybe doing it in a rude way. Yeah, but, but I've, I've never, I've way, never I, seen, I've never seen Ari Wasserman show up at a at a an Iowa press availability. It, it, I, that's what I'm saying. I, I I feel like he's an outsider saying it, but the outsider saying it almost brings in that thing that well, that perspective of do. people it's around the country. Fire, yeah, but it's easy to fire those shots from from a, a thousand miles away. Thirty. At least the guy from at, at least the guy from uh, from Ohio State last year or from Cleveland, Doug Lave Maurice, he sat there and he fired yeah. questions at Kirk that day, and they yeah. sparred back and forth. I, I, and, and, he, and I thought he wrote the article. Doctorman's article, yeah. article was was better, right? More measured, but had the same tone to it. My point being, though, this is not one of those things where if if Brian gets fired, the rest of the country along with every Iowa fan, every Iowa fan, is going to actually think, okay, we're trying, right? And it, it, it's actually at a point where he's got to demonstrate, doesn't he, or maybe he doesn't, that he's trying because he's not doing anything to show any fan that he's trying to do anything other than just keep the status quo because I'm Kirk Ferentz and this is what I'm going to do. And you and I both know that's not exactly who he is as a guy. It's partially who he is as a guy. But he's also, that's not totally who he is. And that's the way he's coming off. Well, and, and see, we've, we've been kind of walking this walk for um, a long time. Three I years. Say, you know, the past three or four years where Kirk's, you know, since Kirk hit 65. I mean, it's been, where's he at on the back nine? You know. Right. Yes. Where's he at? But, and it was always, know, Tom- I don't know. I don't know. It just feels like this is the 18th fairway. Well, you know, and, and you know what? Here, here, here's my hope. Somehow the Hawks win the final four games, nine to six, and I don't know if that's any good or not. <laughs> go to Indianapolis. Go to play Citrus Bowl, and then he can just in the in the uh, press conference following the game, thank the fans and hang them up. With dignity, <clears throat> and we know that he's not going to turn into Bear Bryant and Joe Paterno. 
He's in too good health, and we wish him well. And if that happens, that happens. But if, if not, then Beth Getz is going to have to make the toughest decision of a young athletic director, potentially interim. But she's not even uh, the athletic director. She's an she's interim not, athletic director. She may right. not even have the job. She may not even and have the may, job. I, you'd have to right. go to the, the university president, I guess, and ask if, if this is even doable. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. What a, it, he's making a, a mess of... He's making a mess of his dynasty, and it's too bad because he's doing it because he's stubborn and he's measuring it only on wins and losses and not on the fact that the product on the, on the football field is any good because it isn't. Well, well, I, I will say this. The measure by which all coaches are measured is by wins and losses. It is. It was. It is if you're 70. I don't think it is anymore. And, and God love him. And I, I'm – now, we, by the way, it should be said, noted that on the way home in the car, we also said anybody that threw a bottle of water or anything on the field should, should be. be immediately no more this year. You're out for the rest of the year, possibly forever, forever right? But oh. that having been said, 70,000 fans showed up the, the other day to watch a team that they knew was going to struggle to score, play a horrible Minnesota team. It, it was. I mean, they, we knew it was going to be a bad football game, and 70,000 were there. So we need to get out. We yeah, need to we get out. It. Tom, no, thank no, you for your time. Hey, no predictions this week. Tom, there's nothing to predict, but we'll talk to you about uh, it next week, okay? I predict, I predict I'll be on my sofa watching. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Sounds good. Thanks, All Tom. Right. Tom Kicker of HawkeyeReport.com. We'll get him next week uh, before Iowa heads over to Northwestern. And the basketball season gets started next week as well. We're going to talk a little bit about that because that could be a little bit of a positive thing to, to get into when we come back here on the Hawkeye Huddle on 102.1 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. The Major League Baseball playoffs live here. Catch the MLB postseason all the way to the World Series on Des Moines Sports Leader. 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. And we're back here on the uh, Hawkeye Huddle at GMIG. It's Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you. We want to thank our sponsors, Angie Lancaster, Remax Concepts. Sitting right here in front of us. I'm not sure. They're putting something together. I know they're uh, over there. They're having a benefit. I believe it's this Friday um, down here at GMIGS, and I think they might be putting together stuff for that. Okay. A silent auction, all kinds of stuff, Friday night. By the way, uh, um, my, uh, we're going we're gonna to get into this later. My former employer, the Make-A-Wish Foundation, has had to move their uh, Jolly Holiday Lights to a walkthrough thing this year. Because... Uh, uh, well, I'm not sure if they couldn't come to an agreement with anybody where they could actually set up the drive-through. Yeah, remember, eventually and suddenly became for-profit. Right, they raised prices. A company came in, and not blaming them, by the way. But by the way, so they're going to need help uh, raising their money this year, and we're going to talk about that, regardless of uh, whether or not I work there anymore. It's been a while, but uh, we're going to try to pump that up a little bit as we go. So they are still doing a walkthrough at the uh, outlets out there next uh, n next to Adventureland, and we'll give you details on that as uh, things start to to heat up here in November for them. So spe that's speaking of benefits as well. Uh, real quickly, um, the field hockey team, a couple of losses again. So they've gone from number one, they lost to number nine, Maryland, four to one, number 16, Penn State, two to one, both on the road. So now Friday, they've got Rutgers, who's six and one, by the way, and 15 and one overall, pretty good team. Um, <laughs> to see where they where they end up uh, in the Big Ten there's tournament, no, there's they're, no chance they can miss the tournament. No, it? because there's only nine teams in the Big Ten that play field hockey, and there's eight that make it in, so they're going to make it in. But they could fall as low as the seventh seed out of eight, 
uh, in the Big Ten tournament if they lose this game. If they Was win it, they're going to be right in the middle. Are we suffering from injuries? They did have two very big injuries. So right. they're, they're still 12-4, and 3-4, and four, but things not looking quite as good. Uh, Iowa women's soccer team uh, beat Indiana 2 to nothing, then lost to Wisconsin 1 to nothing. They are the number eight seed, and they go to Michigan State this weekend uh, to play at the number one seed, Michigan State Spartans. I'm going to suggest that it was 2 nil and 1-0. Okay. Thank you. Um, Soccer I think man. Sunday on BTN, that is available if you're going to want to watch that. BTN um, or BTN Plus? BTN Plus, sorry. BTN Plus. Um, speaking of BTN Plus, three men's basketball games will be on BTN Plus and not on the television if you're worried about that. They open up against Quincy next Monday uh, as an exhibition. Monday the 30th, they'll play Quincy before they head. Uh, they play North Dakota on the 7th on BTN Plus. Those are the men. Is that the Quincy they did Adams? Not, not Quincy Adams. Not John Quincy Adams. And also not, not Jack Klugman either. As the as the uh, greatest ever forensic scientist, uh, Quincy. Quincy uh, they, was Quincy was CSI before there was before CSI. Before there was CSI. There was a scrimmage. They do that secret scrimmage. It's not so secret. They scrimmaged Wichita State. How'd that go? Appar uh, apparently beat them. Not handily, but beat them. Uh, Wichita State has a bunch of transfers who didn't play in that game yet. But uh, Iowa was also without Owen Freeman, who is actually going to be a very big piece of this team. Uh, so they, they played them, played well. We'll see where they go from there. Uh, the schedule opens up slowly with a couple of, of easy ones, and then, boy, it gets tough after that when they head to Creighton for that 9 o'clock game in the Gavit games uh, in the third week, uh, second week of uh, November, I think. November 14th, I yes. think. Women's basketball, um, they got their exhibition in against Clark on Sunday. 122 to 49, the Hawks with how, an easy victory. How did you actually expect one person, Clark, to play? I against? don't know. Well, she she was she's pretty good. Well, Kaylin no, is. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the, the leading scorer, the surprise, was Hannah Stolke at 27 points. Uh, Caitlin Clark with 24. Hannah Stolke, 27 points, 10 rebounds. And here's the thing: so Sharon Goodman uh, almost got a double double in the post at 14 and nine. And that's Addie O'Grady down there. I think what they're going to do is, I think they're going to trade off Goodman and O'Grady as your as your low post players, and I think they're going to move and play a lot more Hannah Stolke coming in from the from a stretch four, and this is going to be a little bit different because you looked at her last year as probably one of the, the post players. It doesn't turn out that she's bulked up the same way. She's not built to be that kind of. She's too fast and she's too good a shooter. You're going to start looking at Sharon Goodman being one of these that's going to be on the floor. It's between them and Addison O'Grady. That's going to be interesting. Lisa Blitter's team is going to be just fine as long as Brian Ferentz stays out of that <laughs> building. Get so, stay away from them and yeah, <laughs> stay away take from Take all Caitlin juju Clark. that you yeah. may have, Brian. Uh, yeah. By the way, next week we will have uh, all the jokes heard at Brian Ferentz's uh, Halloween trick-or-treat. <laughs> You got all something those. You're lining look, those something up. Something to look forward to. There you go. Uh, the Iowa women actually open up uh, the real schedule November 6th against Fairley Dickinson. Farley, 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 Farley. Fairley Dickinson, November 6th. So the men will They're be on the seventh, and the women on the sixth. And we'll start talking about that. And if football isn't going the wrong direction, at least we'll have basketball for a little while to uh, football is about. not going to go the wrong direction. It's already going the wrong direction. The question is. Can How we much can, can we stop at some some level some stop floor the bleeding before we literally hit the basement? All right, let's go to break. Let's go to break. We'll come back. We'll wrap things up on the Hawkeye Huddle. 
You're listening. <laughs> you're listening to the Hawkeye Huddle on 102. Point one FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. We can't prove it, but Google says Des Moines is the insurance capital of the world. Des Moines sports leader is ESPN Des Moines. Welcome back to the Hawkeye Huddle. Dave Creighton Jr. at Hawkeye Huddle on Twitter. Brett Ridge at Hawkeye Huddle 2 on X, which I think is the same thing. The same thing? <laughs> are they the same thing? I think are. so. I don't, I don't I, know. That's, that drives me crazy. I will call it Twitter until I no longer can tweet. It's just, it, that's what it is. I can tweet. I'm tweeting. I'm tweeting. On I'm Twitter. tweeting. I've never tweeted. Have you ever tweet? I tweet a, a bit. I, I, tr- right. I try not to swear. I think I actually had my first public swearing on Twitter when I said horse bleep about the Big Ten's explanation. So we, I, uh, people I still, may have, that we've, I'm not sure that. what part of that diatribe that we got into about how the Big Ten spent 30 minutes, 30 minutes, trying to explain how they made a call that cannot be called. 30 it's not reviewable. It's, it, it, they wrote four paragraphs. Yes. So Television. that John O'Day who made the call the other day, of course, uh, not uh, not foreign to controversy. As he made the call in the Oklahoma State. Um, what do you mean? He's now French? No, no. 2016, I believe it was. Central Michigan and Oklahoma State. Oh, yeah. He called intentional grounding when the ball was thrown out of bounds on the last play of the game. Gave Central Michigan the ball and one shot at it. They threw a Hail Mary and beat Oklahoma State on what was clearly a, an inappropriately applied rule. Rule. And they, that, that was it was a you know rule that was inappropriate. John O'Day likes to do Inter, interject himself into, into the, the football, football game yes. in a manner that is unnecessary, inappropriate. Let the game play. So, and if if something happens, let's say the defense pressures the quarterback and he throws it out of bounds. You know what? Defense made a good play. Whatever. How, game how, over. I, I, what I'm trying to understand is there there, there needs to be. Indisputable video evidence to reverse a call. I thought it was irrefutable, indisputable. Irrefutable, indisputable. And you know, they, they have, they but ha- they have they ha- disputable evidence, which was a ground level shot they that shows the, him not the waving Jackie his arm. Jackie on Seinfeld earlier. It was explicit. I, I was thinking of all the all the words <laughs> yeah. egregious, supercious, <laughs> and all of those, all of those calls. And by the way, I want to talk about this again. If you ever go to a Hawkeye football game and throw something. Out and I see you. I'm turning yeah. you in. Listen, and we I'm can, gonna, and we I'm can gonna, make I'm fun gonna, of the speech balls all we want. I'm, I'm Do ta- not throw. I'm going to take your picture and I'm going to go to the athletic department yep. and I'm going to say, Agreed. "Don't you ever let these people ever back in back to in. any yep. Iowa athletic." Don't sport care how ever. drunk, how much drinking you've been doing. Do not throw stuff on the you field. Know, and, Minnesota, and, Minnesota's players, who by the way did not make the call. Right, had to leave. They had to leave the sidelines and move into the middle of the field because they were getting hit with stuff. Well, I thought it was because they were going to do the wave. Again. Well, they were. They were. They, oh, they feel but that. But we had right? already. Cooper but, had already I, done but the I wave. totally agree with you. Absolutely. So, because it, it's, Cooper had it's done ridiculous. the wave, and we'd done the wave at the end of the first quarter. It had been three waves. Inexcusable. Seems like a lot of waves. Inexcusable. And if you were one of them, feel bad. I hope you feel bad about it. Hey, and and if you want to off again, no. Okay. If you want to tell me I'm wrong, that you think you're allowed. To throw a beer can or a water bottle from uh, I don't know. We sit in rows thirty-eight and thirty or thirty-four and thirty-five. Come find us, one hundred two. Okay. We'll have a chat. Um, by the way, if you can throw it from forty, um, you also might see if you have any eligibility left, and go see <laughs> Brian Ferentz because, because maybe, you might be able to, 
Maybe I don't you know. Could, you hey, could read a defense. Could, right. Maybe you'd be you able could at least throw the, the You could at least throw it down 45 <laughs> rows and get it down in, into the end might zone. Might be able to complete a pass. But you, quit you throwing know. stuff on the field yeah. because the call went against Iowa. It's, it's horrible. It looks it looks horrible for you. It looks horrible for the football team. And it looks horrible on TV, the representation of the University of Iowa football I mean, that we all love. Right. We're, that's not what we're going to be about. No. We're not going to be about that. We see enough of that that I that I hate when I see it. You know, the, 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 will you start bagging you know, up pee and throwing those well, like a soccer game? I, I mean, come on. Oh, gosh, it's horrible. All right, anyway, no last call this week. Nothing's yeah, happening, right? The last call is going to be another Miller Lite. I guarantee you that. It feels pretty good. All right, I have a swarm. How's that? We'll do that. We'll have two hey, swarms. we will be back. The one last call will be we will be back probably in a better mood next week getting ready for Northwestern as Iowa goes to Wrigley Field. Five, and, uh, the five trick-or-treats. I heard it, Brian Ferentz, next two, week. 2.30 is that kickoff. We'll be here at 5 o'clock next Tuesday at GMIGS. Join us right here on 102.1 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines.